to another gathering of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Have a seat by the fire as we prepare to help you unlock the secrets of the travel life. From theme park thrills to Purple Mountain's majesty, we want to see it all and do it all, and we want to help you do the same. We all have those bucket list trips, once-in-a-lifetime destinations that we'll get to someday. We're here to help you make your travel dreams a reality. Buy the ticket, take the trip. Where do you want to go? Come on, come on, come on, now tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Okay, hey, okay, hey, it's a beautiful day. Baby, it's cold outside. This week we talk about winter in Disney World. From food and festivals to all the best feelings and most questionable snow-themed attractions. Plus travel news, including virtual reality at theme parks, help with canceled flights, and gigantic drop rides in Orlando. Zip up your coat and don't forget your mittens. It's time to hit the trail with the Gold Key Adventurers Society. Welcome back to another meeting of the Gold Key Adventurers Society. My name is Dan Leonard. Joining me in this... He threw off my groove. Damn it. I didn't realize you had a this week. I was trying to establish one in my own. Now I'm off the cliff. And joining me this week in the studio is Jess Evans. Hello. Heather Strait. Hiya. And Mr. Jorf Willemus. Hello, Dan. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you back as always, Jeff. Jorf. Thank you. Sorry. Are we going to do a thing where you only uh, respond to Jorf for the rest of the evening? That's correct. <laughs> That's just Shouldn't incorrect. there be like a, a black mustache? Oh. <laughs> Wait, there might be something. That's how you tell them apart. Basically, the same otherwise. Oh, uh, I think we actually have some visual cues for the listeners that are going to love to see that. They <laughs> <laughs> can hear the difference. <laughs> Our show, as always, is brought to you by Key to the World Travel. Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency specializing in theme parks, cruising, and destinations around the world. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com for more details and a no-obligation quote on the vacation of a lifetime. It's winter for real now, y'all. Tell uh, me about uh, it. Jeff Jorf. Jorf yes. had quite the snowfall a day or two ago. We sure <laughs> did. I live in central Alabama, and we got two inches here. Yeah, and then it snowed. <laughs> two inches. Wow. Yeah, just, we just got about just says eight it's eight Virginia, inches, so. but we know. Uh huh. Yeah. Which means it's about five, right? <laughs> I was making a penis joke. Got two inches. <laughs> it melted. My son and I went out and played in it as it started coming down pretty good about close to midnight. We went out and ran around in it like idiots. And then in the morning, it was already gloopy and melting. Wah, wah. But it had been 80 degrees the day before, so that's no surprise. No, that's... Snow surprise. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I left that one on the table, didn't I? Yeah, you sure did. Up here, we're about six in, six hours away from allegedly up to 11 inches of snow and 50 mile an hour winds. Snow I'm really looking forward to the 50 mile an hour winds. Mm-hmm. No. Blowing the, the 11 inches of snow around. It's going to be great. Yeah, it gets real bad up there by where you are. So Dan's that got 11 just, inches. Jess has eight, and I'm down here with only two. Oh, uh, we can't all be. It's it's how you shovel. It's not it's not the depth of the snow. It's how you shovel it. Right? You work the plow. <laughs> Our impending winter wonderland has me thinking about winter in the more 
as me thinking about winter in the more hospitable climate at Walt Disney World. More on that later. First, let's get to the news, starting with uh, Disney's got some fancy new VR stuff without without helmets or goggles or doodads. Yeah, oh, well, that's, way, that's, not even that's a, a doodad. That's a real succinct way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Disney just filed a new patent, which was is interesting. It's uh, they file a ton of patents, but this one is for a virtual world simulator that enables multiple users to experience a 3D virtual world from multiple vantage points without any glasses, goggles, or digital devices. So this it's basically just going to create 3D imagery using multiple projectors, and they call it a SLAM technique, which stands for Simultaneous Localization and Mapping. So a lot like the projection mapping that they're using in the parks now, but what it sounds like to me is it's also being combined with what Heather and Jeff and I experienced during our Adventures by Disney trip, which they oh, use in is uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a room in Imagineering where you go in and you put a hat on and that hat tells the computer where you're looking and then basically projects onto an empty room a 3D environment so that wherever you turn your head, you're looking in the right advantage. But if you're not wearing that hat, everything looks distorted to you. And, and it, it looked it, weird without the hat. Yes. It looked weird without the hat. But then when I put that on and he made me fly over Magic Kingdom, I was... it. it made me feel very weird i felt like i was gonna fall so it, it just oh, yeah that, I, and it, it was really rudimentary at that point i couldn't too. walk off though when they had us go up to the top of the castle and have people yeah. just walk off that i couldn't do it couldn't my yeah. brain wouldn't let me walk off the edge of the castle i could because i realized i was on a concrete floor yeah well <laughs> wearing a bowler hat <laughs> with an antenna on it but yeah it, uh, it is I, a weird I feeling hope, i hope that we see this in the parks like i said they do a lot of patents but this would be Something pretty, pretty interesting. And they they said it could include animated characters, simulated objects, props, artwork. So they could do a lot with it. It would be nice well, if they could make it to... work. And unlike that last patent we all got excited about, the <laughs> lightsaber that no one is allowed to touch because it doesn't work. Oh, it works. <laughs> it exists. It's just magic. No. No touchy. Well, it sounds a lot. It sounds a lot too like what they were doing, what the void does, except mm-hmm. for they're projecting it onto the sets instead of into the helmet. Yeah, yeah. I like this it's idea. And if it's yeah. multi vantage point, I wonder if they just have set pieces that are shaped like the thing and blank, and then they project everything on it so you move around. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. It's just projection mapping like they're doing on the castle, a ton of projectors. Yeah, like a more hitting everything in-depth version of Mickey Mini Runaway Railroad because that's all projection yeah. mapped in those rooms. But you could do it at a lot of shapes and distances, and oh, we'll see. That sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, and they've already shown on that ride they can transform shapes really quickly and do all kinds of stuff with it. So, um, is this the VR tech that? I re- oh no, that's something different. They were talking about AR stuff that they're going to work into like the cruise ships and whatnot. Yeah, awesome. and that's still going to use mobile devices like your phone and your tablet. This is supposedly no device needed whatsoever. I don't know if it's still going to need some sort of glasses for it or something, but who knows? We'll see. Yeah, I've never bought into that AR thing. Just doesn't do it for me. I can't no. erase <laughs> the little stupid phone that I'm holding up in front of my face. All I know is <laughs> the dresser I got did not look the same when I put it in as it did through my phone, so <laughs> screw you. Oh, yeah. Try this in your home on Wayfair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't trust it anymore. Yeah, no, that never works. Well, I hurt like hell when I tried to sit on it, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, something else that hurts like hell is getting your flight canceled due to inclement weather. 
thankfully Heather has some tips on what to do. Yeah, if you've been watching the news lately, you have probably heard that somewhere in the neighborhood of thirteen and 1,500 flights a day have been getting canceled since back before Christmas. And it's not even, it's not slowing down. As of today, there were 1,300 flights canceled. And today, January 4th, when we're recording this, and they expect that because of staff shortages, because of Omicron and the nasty weather we've been having throughout the country for the last week, that it's going to keep going for another few weeks. So I thought maybe it'd be good to talk about some tips about what to do if you have your flight get canceled. And the first, my first two tips are really something to do before you even go anywhere. And the first one is buy travel insurance. Even if you're just going somewhere in the, the U.S., if you're spending three to $5,000 on a Disney trip, and your flight gets canceled and you can't get down there, you're going to really wish that you had trip insurance. So I think it's worth it on any trip that you invest a lot of money into, get trip insurance. And if your flight is canceled or your flight is delayed or any of that stuff, it's typically covered under your insurance policy. If they lose your luggage or whatever, it really is worth it. But the second thing is when you're booking your flight, a good thing to do, especially in the winter and especially with the trend that's been happening the last couple of weeks, is when you go to book it, book a route that your airport and your connecting airport have several of in a single day. So if you're traveling to Orlando um, from Grand Rapids, I typically like to go through Atlanta because they have several flights a day from Grand Rapids to Atlanta and several flights a day from Atlanta to MCO. So if you, yes, and really everywhere, right? Less I try. I, I love traveling through Detroit here in Michigan because I love the airport. But in the wintertime, I avoid it. They don't have as many flights to the places I'm going, and they don't handle the snow as well. And so you're I think more about likely those to have things. snow. Exactly. So I think about those two things: where I'm booking the where if I can't get a direct flight, where I'm connecting, and what it would be like if a flight if something along the way was canceled. So try that when you're booking it. Pay attention to that stuff. So what you're saying is even though a tropical island sounds really nice in the wintertime, when there's only one flight per week to yeah. some of these tiny places, it might not be the best plan. <laughs> exactly. Like getting down to Turks and Caicos. There's typically yeah, one a flight a day. Screwed by that. Yeah. yeah. If you can't get out, if your flight gets canceled, you're probably not getting there and your trip's getting cut short. Is there only one a day into Provincialis down there? Most airlines have one flight in and one flight out. So Delta's got one a day. American's got one a day. It's places like that are, are tricky to get. I forget which island it was, but last year there was a couple that they missed. Their flight got canceled and they told them, we can get you there in Thursday, which was three days away. <laughs> yes. That was the, were the American <laughs> Airlines getting Jess home from Disneyland? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I'm about to fly to Disneyland again. We've got another flight for you in just three days' time. Have fun staying in Texas. <laughs> so then if you are canceled, there's a few things you can do. First is you can, if you decide you just are not going to go ahead with the trip because of what's going on, the airline has to give you a full refund. Even if they say, hey, I, we can get you on a flight four hours from now, or we can get you on a flight tomorrow. If you don't want that flight, they do have to give you your money back. And that's a, a U.S. law. 
So you can start there. Maybe you can, if you think, if you're not too far from where you're going, they think you would rather rent a car and drive, you can get your money back. Another thing you can try, if your airline is not giving you any decent options, you can ask to have your ticket transferred to another airline's flight. And it is something that they have to do for you. The trick with this is it's possible that other airlines flight could cost more and you're going to end up having to pay more. It's not a just because American has a seat and you don't want your Delta seat anymore that it's going to be a one to one kind of exchange, but it can be done. And so you can go to the desk or get on with the phone with them and see if you can get transferred to another airline. That's interesting because just about a year ago, I had an American agent tell me that they did not do that. Ah, that is fun. (laughs) That doesn't shock me. If you get told that, typically ask for a supervisor and push it because even if they don't specifically want to do the transaction, they have to give you a credit or a voucher that you can then use on a different airline. And the truth is that they do all work together. They may act like they don't, but if they've got a flight crew that needs to get somewhere and they don't have a plane, they work together and they they get each other's flight crews and they will help out each other's guests when stuff like this has happened. But they don't like to do it. That is true. They're losing the revenue if they put you on a different airline and they don't want to do that. We don't like to do it. They don't love that. (laughs) Yes. We feel bad about it. We don't sleep very well at night when we do it. And then if you're delayed, here's something that a lot of people don't realize. If you are going to be delayed for more than two hours, you are entitled to ask them for some kind of compensation. If it's more than two hours, the they, each airline has their own guidelines about how much they have to offer you, but it's typically around $200 for every two to four hours that it's delayed. And most people don't know that, so most people don't go and ask for it. The other thing is if you're stuck in the airport, these kinds of things, if you're already boarded the plane and you're sitting there for two hours because there's a mechanical issue, they boarded you onto the flight so they don't have to do anything about it. They just have to get you where you're going. Yes, and it happens Mm -hmm. quite often. We got you on the plane. Who cares if you sat there? Exactly. Ever. Yep, they boarded you and they're planning on finishing the flight so they don't have to give you anything. But if it's a delay where you're sitting in the airport, then you can definitely ask for some compensation if it's over two hours. The other thing that you can ask for is for the airline to cover your food if you're stuck there. And if it's a significant delay, according to the Department of Transportation, they do have to pay it for you. They usually will not offer it. And it's a gray area as to whether it's a federally mandated thing. It is a thing that the Department of Transportation would like them to do, but there's not really anything that says it's a law, but it's something you can ask for. And if you're willing to go and ask, most airlines are going to be willing to do something for you to make you happy. Oh, I'd be all up fancy like Applebee's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But the best thing to remember is to to speak up for yourself and don't be rude about it. Screaming at the the people working the desk isn't really going to get you anywhere. But if you're nice about it, 
especially if they've been screamed at by 10 people before you. If you're polite about it and you're, you're just saying, I'm really just looking for some help here, they're going to be a lot more likely to help you out. But definitely think about where you're booking your flight for through before you do it and get travel insurance, especially in the wintertime. <laughs> you never know when there's going to be and any international flight, definitely. You never, you never know when you're going to have the whole middle of the country is going to have tornadoes on Tuesday and snow on Wednesday. We have this this week. Yes. It's a fun place to live. It sure is. Tornado Tuesday is not as fun as Taco Tuesday. No, I, I like the tacos. I prefer tacos. Record, huh? yeah. I prefer the tacos. But what if it was a taco tornado? Taco tornado. Can you ever become a meteorologist? That's going to be a new movie soon. A taco tornado. Okay. We're workshopping this still. We get, we'll get, we'll, <laughs> it doesn't we'll roll get off the tongue. <laughs> I know. I just wanted to be funny like, Dan, you suck. <laughs> well, my self-esteem was right about, about the zero level. So thank you for knocking me back down. If you <laughs> knew you could go <laughs> below zero. territory. <laughs> right where I needed to be. <laughs> there were more facts down there. Who knew? <laughs> Took you down like a shack in a taco tornado. <laughs> a tornaco. I hate it. Wait, I hate it. T-shirt, off t-shirt idea. Torna- <laughs> tornaco bell. <laughs> oh, good. That's still better than flows. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, but what is it? Um, That's fair. So I have a list here. Uh, we've covered similar lists in the past of... Things like the strangest national or state-related foods, the scariest places in every state in the Union. I've got a quick list here of some of the weirdest tourist attractions in every state, and these are mostly like the weird roadside ball of twine type tourist attractions. So I wanted to hit you guys with the highlights from your state, and then as I scroll through to get there, we'll look at some of the other weird things real quick. I'll throw a link up. This is a BuzzFeed list. Who doesn't love a good BuzzFeed list? Uh, hey, uh, hey, Jeff. The peach. I'm sorry. Hey, Jorf. <laughs> it, it, oh, down there in uh, Scottsboro, have you ever visited the Unclaimed Baggage Center? Oh, yes, I have. <laughs> I lived in Huntsville yeah. before I moved to Birmingham, and Scottsboro's 30 minutes or so from there. That that used to be an awesome place till the word got out about it. Now oh. it's hard to find good stuff. Oh, I bet. It's just, just like all those... Crackheads storage units that get auctioned off. Now mm-hmm. everybody knows where to go to find the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, the Unclaimed Baggage Center is just that. It's a great thrift store where unclaimed luggage from all the airports goes, and they apparently saw it off at phenomenal prices. Do they open it? Or are you yeah, buying do you know it? Luggage? No, yeah, That's it's just a store infused and you know, mostly new <clears throat> stuff. But you can find crazy stuff, electronics. And I used to go in the 80s and 90s, but... I haven't been in a long time, but the word on the street is it's there's not as much good stuff because the I think the TSA people steal it all before it gets there. Uh, yeah, they should do a grab bag section where they don't open the luggage <laughs> and it's ten bucks a bag and you get what you get. I love that kind of stuff. I do that mm-hmm. at the comic book shop all the time. Come on, do that. There was a lot of I clothes, but then a lot of weird. You'd be shocked at the amount of sets of golf clubs that. I mean, people just didn't <laughs> just get, get their clear. luggage like ah. They lost my luggage. I'll get a whole new set. 
Like when do they realize when they're on the course? Like is yeah. that, is that <laughs> when it don't? Maybe it's the, they, with, the people oh, with travel insurance and they just yeah. went and got new stuff. Oh yeah, you're right. That's totally sounds like a good racket. Mm. Some guy who didn't uh, like tennis. his golf clubs. Oh, they they yeah, you use a club it. for tennis. If you're in Alaska, you can visit the world's largest chocolate waterfall. This is a continually running chocolate fountain that uses three thousand pounds of chocolate. Oh, I bet it's really hygienic. It's I'm sure. Literally a waterfall. It looks like rocks out there. So Ew. it's got a sign that says, please do not eat the drink the fountain. That happened after uh, Augustus Gloop stopped by. Augustus <laughs> Gloop. I don't understand. I had to went to Tornaco Bell. I had the chocolate waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Little Rock, Arkansas, you can visit, I say, I think you can visit. I can't guarantee that any of these businesses are still open in these unprecedented times. But at the at the, <laughs> at the Flying Fish Restaurant in Little Rock, Arkansas, you can visit the Billy Bass Adoption Center. And if you've got a Billy Big Mouth Billy Bass that you're tired of listening to sing to you from your own. Oh, yeah, yeah, you remember those things? Uh, they will adopt your big mouth billy bass for you and give you a free basket of fried catfish in exchange and they hang it on the wall and there are dozens of these animatronic for the younger listeners out there big mouth billy bass was a hilarious ornament that you could buy for your wall it was mostly sold as seen on tv and you call Mm -hmm. in and you get this fish and it had a motion detector when you walk past it would come to life and look at you and sing uh take me to the river there is still one at my mother-in-law's house our family had nice. one of these going around the White Elephant Exchange every year. <laughs> Unopened still. Yes, yeah, so we haven't <laughs> done it in many years, but it was go- It went around. I must have opened that thing two or three times myself and then brought it back the next year. Oh, they're great. <laughs> it's saying, take me to the river and don't worry, be happy. Would be happy. Yes. <laughs> well, somebody should dig that out and uh, go down to Arkansas yeah, and get a free somewhere. basket of catfish. Yeah. How much did David Byrne get paid for every Billy Big Mouth Bass? And... No, it was <laughs> Al Green. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was his son. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he made a fortune. Just a fortune. I, I, I enjoy. Oh, on the list here in Idaho, we've talked about the Dog Bark Park Inn, the giant eagle shaped B&B that you can rent. With the, uh, didn't they have a uh, bathroom was outside and shaped like a, a fire hydrant? Fire hydrant, <laughs> yeah. Because um, if you visit dogs pee on. No, these are two dueling attractions. Yeah. yeah. Oh, now it makes sense. Thanks, yeah. George. <laughs> uh, there's dueling attractions in Illinois and Indiana that I thought was great. In Illinois, there's a town called Casey that has 12 of the biggest things in the world. It's got the, including the world's largest rocking chair, pitchfork, mailbox, and wind chimes. Right next door in Indiana, you can visit the world's largest ball of paint, which is up to over 26,000 layers of paint. Okay. It started off as a baseball, and now it's it looks like it's about five feet in diameter. That's weird. Only sixty percent the... of those layers are lead based. Uh, <laughs> yeah, mm. lead based. But what about delicious but deadly? Biggest <laughs> bagel in Mattoon. Oh, that's uh, in Illinois, not Indiana. That. Yeah, yeah. I would I would put that on. Put ooh, ooh. In in Maine, you can visit Wild Blueberry Land, oh. a a park dedicated. The blueberries. Oh, blueberries. Yeah, I was wondering what it was going to be dedicated to. <laughs> yeah. Man, this is... Where's Michigan? They skipped Michigan. 
There's nothing interesting in Michigan. Nothing. Yeah, Michigan's is lame. They're, for Michigan, they put down Bronner's Christmas Wonderland, which is just Come like on. a giant mega mall of nothing but Christmas decorations, which what is fine. the mystery but spot? Yeah, there's plenty of weird spots there. So. What, is, what does Virginia have? Is it the largest amount of missing Confederate statues now? Is that <laughs> the meth labs? Let's see. Yeah. Working my way down. North West, Carolina West has a teeth. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's Georgia. Made of... <laughs> Oof. Sorry, Georgia. I'm from Georgia. I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I can say that. I'm... Georgian. I got all my teeth. Uh, North Carolina has a house made out of 25,000 coffee mugs. What? Um, <laughs> so does my mom. Your <laughs> mom? <laughs> you can visit the last blockbuster in existence in Bend, Oregon. Yeah. I do want to I watched that. a That's I watched cool. a documentary about that. It was fascinating. Do you rent? I really want to go to that. Is it rental can, yeah. still? You can mm-hmm. rent still, yeah. yeah. It's independent cool. now, obviously, but yeah, they still have and and they have to keep, they get nervous every year when they're waiting to find out whether their license to the name is going to get renewed or not. Watch the, I think it's on Netflix. It's called The Last Blockbuster. And it's actually a really great, like, hour-long documentary about it. Yeah, that sounds interesting. It is, I, yeah. I admit it sounds stupid, but it's... No, no, I'm not, oh, okay. I'm not being facetious. <laughs> I love really, stuff like really that. Interesting. Yeah, no, I... I I want to visit. I can't wait for the last Shonies. Yeah. I remember Shonies. Uh, Tennessee and Gatlinburg has a salt and pepper shaker museum with thousands of salt and pepper shakers. In Texas, you can visit a pecan pie vending machine that will serve you a complete, looks like about an eight inch uh, pecan pie for $25 at the push of a button. Uh, we talked about uh, why. <laughs> I don't know. It seems all wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a hell of a different drive to Texas. Pecan pie. One of those eight inch twenty five dollar pies. None of those <laughs> things go together. <laughs> Texas pecan pie vending machines. Yeah, twenty five dollars for an eight inch. Oh, yeah, that's pretty small. <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't a Mad Lib that your kid left? <laughs> it does sound like it doesn't. No, it's it's located in Cedar Creek, Texas, from the Birdol Pecan Pie Company. Uh, we talked about Vermont has the Ben and Jerry's Flavor Graveyard, mm-hmm. which with all of the ooh, I would love past uh, flavors memorialized there. Heard of this before, right now. <laughs> you can't eat them. It's literally just tombstones with the names of the flavors that never made it. Oh, also, time. Yeah, which is lame. Also, we just, yeah, they need to. We dedicated yeah. at least five minutes to this yeah, yeah, okay. episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, Virginia that was Lexington. Who was on that program? Not Jorf. This is Jorf. Yeah. That was my oh, cousin, right. Jeff. <laughs> his, his evil twin. Jorf doesn't eat ice cream because it gets in his mustache. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I have like a Wario mustache. <laughs> uh, Jess, you might be. Disappointed in Lexington, Virginia, they have listed the coffee pot house. It's a giant coffee pot and cup that used to be a restaurant, and then it was an art gallery, and now it's vacant, but you can stop and take pictures with it. Now it's and a vagrant house. Exactly. Have you seen have you visited the coffee pot house in Lexington? I don't know where Lexington is. <laughs> Not at all. Apparently it's in Virginia. It's a big state. <laughs> Log into MapQuest and get directions. Wisconsin has the National Mustard Museum. I think this place was... Yeah. West Virginia, though, I think this one is really going to excite. Pardon me, do they have any grape? I'm sure they must. (laughs) 
West Virginia in Anstead, you can visit the mystery hole. What? That was my nickname in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, I I assume it's similar to the mystery spot in the UP of Michigan. So, Mm. Uh, I think the the mystery spot is in the mystery hole. Mm -hmm. It's just above it. It's sort of hooded. (laughs) (laughs) Some people. Find it difficult. I mean, honestly, if you live your life right, males. <laughs> if you live your life, every hole you come across is a mystery hole until you explore it. Yeah, all I'm true. saying is, is stay open, people. Yeah, don't lose the wonder. <laughs> stay cold, pony boy. <laughs> and I lied. We have to go to Wyoming for the final one, where you can visit two-story outhouse. It says that in the what? olden days, the second story of the outhouse was practical when the bottom toilet would get covered with snow, but it just doesn't make a lot of sense now. Are they directly... Is one above the other? Oh, oh no. <laughs> That's a whole lot of people standing outside going, I'll, I'll wait. For the yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll wait. <laughs> no, I got time. Please, after okay. you. <laughs> yeah. Which state has oh, the yeah. best Tornaco truck? <laughs> with the two-story outhouse <laughs> <laughs> they go hand in hand I hate tornacos oh, I'm never going you're going to be talking about tornacos forever now yep. I'm going to feel like a big dumb we need a tornaco reception at the next KeyCon it's <laughs> true no you can You can, guys you can go have a tornaco for me when you're all in Disneyland go to Cars Land and uh, get one of those one of the the cones Oh, yeah. Cozy cone. Yeah. It's my own filled PCs, with chili. So it tastes fantastic. Close. Throw it at the windows of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> the chili cheese uh, cozy cone is close enough to Tornaco. Yeah. It is a tornado shape. Tornaco cone. Wait, that is it. The torna- yes, you're right. They made a corn he's, version he's of that. It would be onto something. It's the Tornaco. We got this. Bob JPEG's got dollar signs in his eyes. <laughs> We're giving up this Disney thing. From now on, it's all Tornacos all the time, every week. <laughs> tornaco truck. Gold Tornaco Key Adventures. This season of the Gold Key Adventures Society. <laughs> the thrilling story of four... Grown ass quest to develop <laughs> food sensation. Heather, save you from this hell. Tell me about those rods and ordinary falling. No, what I don't actually not. What about flying from a huge slingshot? No. <laughs> Neither of oh, rats. Well, then you're not gonna like these two new attractions that opened recently at Icon Park. Ah, yes, on, two on drive. Two more eyesores. The first one is the Orlando Slingshot. It's 300 feet high, and then it launches you 450 feet into the air in a matter of seconds. Wait, from the 300, do you go 454? Uh, Yes. Uh It launches you like a shot out of a cannon, they say, claiming that it is an incredible, exhilarating experience. No. (laughs) I'm not I've seen those videos on YouTube of little right? children passing out and like, yeah. almost <laughs> slipping out of the sea. No. I do love the, the the point of view, like when they put a GoPro or something on there. Yeah. I love when they're <laughs> screaming and then they pass completely out and they wake back yes. up. Ah! My There's favorite one of that is you have to look up the one of DMX and his daughter 
mainly because she's very upset, but DMX is really trying to be a good dad, but there's nothing soothing about a man next to you while you're being shot through the sky going, Daddy's out of here! Daddy's here! You good! You good! Daddy's here! You good! He just screams that at her the whole time, and it just makes things worse. It's oh, no. With that DMX voice. Yeah. <laughs> just barking at her. I saw one where the kid faked to his parents that the seatbelt wasn't actually wasn't fastened it was in fact but they pretended that it wasn't and then the slingshot goes and you just see this person absolutely lose their mind it was amazing no thanks then the other, I, always, I always like when it's the elderly people and i wonder how many of them are getting on they're hoping that they don't that die they kill so that they don't get no hoping that they don't get off no. <laughs> like, i'm coming well, to join assisted suicide might not be illegal but this is the next best option shoot me no. to get on <laughs> Well, if you don't, if you don't want to get shot like a slingshot, you can do the 430 foot tall Orlando free fall, mm-hmm. which is billed as the world's tallest freestanding drop tower. Oof. Once it pulls you to the top, you will fall at speeds up to 75 miles per hour and you break just about 45 feet off the ground. Is this one of the, I didn't look, is it like the pendulum one where you're like hanging on your belly and you just swing or is it like no it's like a, it's like dropping it's like straight Dr. down Doom's fierce uh, yeah. that slows you like down. that one yep gotcha. well if you're not into that they say they also have some calm attractions <laughs> like a selfie friendly observation wheel it's the orlando eye thing oh, basically yeah. uh they have an aquarium and a madame tussauds so. We should go over there sometime. Yeah, we should. Check it out. It's called Icon Park on iDrive. We drive yeah. past it all, all the, time. the time. I like Hokie Amusement Park. It's right yeah. near uh, Universal. Yeah. I will not be yes. slingshotting, however. No. Is that the one that you can see from Aventura? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's also one that has a really tall tower that they have those swings at the top of. Yeah. I that's see what... that all the time. I would totally do that. No. Yeah, Wait, no. do you mean swings like what Jess was talking like about? Where you're on your belly? Thing. Or chain, oh, ch- the like chain the Disney symphony thing. swings at yeah. Disneyland. Those that are, I love those. I do that, but maybe not if it's like a thousand feet in the air. I, I don't do know. it a, a, a thousand feet in the air. As long as it's just a swing uh, and I'm seat belted in. Yeah. I'm going to put a GoPro on your face and send you up there. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do it. Because I hate them 40 feet off the ground. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not down for that. I, I just, I don't know. I need to like maybe see the safety certification when was the last time. <laughs> Two times going around in a circle like that makes me feel wonky too. Ooh, I can't I do anything like that. It, it just makes me dizzy immediately. Like mm-hmm. I did Astro Orbiter with my son on the last trip. Yeah. And I had to look at my lap the whole time because I get dizzy <laughs> immediately. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're looking at your I like lap. Looking at every lap, lap too. Two kids, yeah, looking at my lap. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're banned from Disney World. <laughs> that was my last ride on Astro Orbiter. <clears throat> uh, stick around, because after the commercial break, we're bundling up and taking a look at winter at the Disney theme parks. When it comes to planning your next adventure, knowledge and preparation are always key. That's why a call to your key to the world travel vacation planner should always be at the top of your to-do list when you feel the urge to venture forth and explore the world. Key to the world travel is an authorized Disney vacation planner specializing in travel to Disney theme parks around the world, as well as Disney Cruise Line, Alani, and Adventures by Disney. 
with over 450 travel advisors who share a deep love for Disney destinations, Key to the World Travel has a wealth of knowledge and passion to help you experience all the magic with none of the work. Wherever your wanderlust is driving you, Key to the World Travel is a full-service travel agency with the expertise to get you where you want to go. So whether you're headed to Universal Studios, Hawaii, Europe, or somewhere a little farther off the beaten track, your first step should always be to visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a no-obligation quote. Their expert travel planners are standing by to help you with every detail of your perfect vacation. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com or at Key to the World Travel on Facebook. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Florida and its theme parks are a whole new place when wintertime rolls around. For those of us living in the frozen north, can seem almost like paradise compared to sub-zero temperatures and mountains of drifting. This week, I wanted to take a look at some of the best, weirdest, most wonderful things about the Disney parks in winter. It could be any old weird thing you want to talk about, from food to attractions, feelings, sights, sounds, favorite store window display, favorite piece of garland, whatever it is. Let's dig in and talk about a little bit of everything this week. I guess I'll go first. Let's hear it. Listen to this. And my list of things. <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about that. I need a different phrase, something other than ease into it, don't I? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. Maybe just punch right in there. Yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'm, I'm going to start off. I just wanted to talk for a minute about the only thing on my list that is actually still exists that you can still actually see. And I really like, yeah, I guess all of this, all the, parks i don't know maybe not animal kingdom has like a as a christmas shop of some sort but my favorite is it's a wonderful shop in hollywood studios like how it's tucked away in the corner there and it's permanently decorated outside like hmm. i liked the streets of new york i like that fake sod i heard yeah streets of new york streets of america i think it's my loss that they lost those sets uh, but this one is tucked back beyond the uh, muppets store right next to pizza Ritz. so i'm okay. surprised that you don't recognize it so you should probably spend a lot of time at Pizza Rizzo. So much time back there. A great restaurant in all I love of the snowman studios. out there. That's my favorite part yeah. of that. Yeah. I don't even yeah. know where we're talking about. Okay. It's it's, it's, it's literally right next to what's uh, to Pizza Rizzo and uh, the Mama Mama's Rose. Yeah. It's literally right back there in the corner and it's decorated for Christmas and it's got this drifted snow up against the front and there's a little snowman built permanently there next to this light post that has a sad little or <laughs> it's a sad little wreath yes the bow that's hanging on it but it's uh just that old timey old-fashioned christmas decorations and i enjoy seeing it my only complaint about that place is that it is tiny it's basically like you can walk in one door and walk out the other one and if there's a lot of people wanting to go in it is it's hard mm-hmm. to shop in there but the muppets shop is of- really tiny too yeah it's all i haven't been in the muppets shop in 10 years probably it doesn't have any Muppet stuff anymore. The shop that's like right across the street from it that used to it have had like the, all paint, the Muppet stuff. Paints, mm-hmm. and yeah, stuff it's still and decorated for Muppets. Like it still has all the the sort of fake studio doors above it, like the Muppet Show used to have. But they literally sell maybe two Muppet shirts now, and then the rest is generic. The same stuff yeah. that's in every store. But it's it, I love that little store, yeah, because it's so hidden. Like you really have to go looking for it. 
Because if you're leaving Muppets, You'll... you pass by it. But if you're in a big crowd, you're not paying attention. So mm-hmm. what is unless you what's in the store? What is it? Christmas. It's a Christmas shop. Yeah. So it's got uh, Christmas ornaments. It's got whatever the yearly Christmas merch is, uh, stockings and stuff. It's called it's called It's a Wonderful Store. The name is painted in the font from the title cards of It's a Wonderful Life. And it's just I'm ashamed to say I always walk straight like baseline on the right and go straight into Star Wars town and I never turn left anymore. Like since since they took the walls down and redid all that, I haven't set foot in that whole area. Yeah. Well, you so, should yeah. take a look over there in a, next week. It's a cute little shop. Also a nice little so. quiet place to go sometimes if you need a break from the crowds. Yes. Yeah, that whole corner. Yeah. yeah especially because the Muppets doesn't get the love it deserves. But it that's, doesn't. It's that's a topic a for an upcoming episode. I think it gets exactly the amount of love it deserves. Um, it's your name, Aaron. Fighting words. <laughs> Did you trade... Jorf has laughed, with and Aaron has uh, This is the opinion them. of Jorf Willemus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Who, who wants to go next? My, one of my favorite things at Disney World during the winter is my favorite Epcot festival, which is Festival of the Arts. I love that festival. Just about to start. Or did start yet? I don't know. I can't pay attention to that. Uh, no. Next week. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to go this year, which makes me really sad because there's so many artists that i want to see that are going to be there this year but it's the shortest festival they have but mm-hmm. i i think it it's is. one of the best because if you're into disney artists and and that kind of stuff it's you can get amazing prints and, and you don't have to spend a ton of money if you don't have the money for like a real print you can get everything from a postcard i've got a million postcard versions mm-hmm. of Prints that I love that couldn't afford, and you can meet artists and get autographs. There's art seminars usually. You can learn how to draw characters. Have you ever done any of the seminars? I have I've not done, done any seminars of the food since I was or a cooking kid. or art or any of those. No, I did. A, I did a few back in the '90s when they first started offering them at things. And yeah, but it's have not. I, I want to, but I never see seem to find the to want to build it into my time in the parks. I don't know. It's usually like a big chunk of your day. Just to get it over. feels like that's more of a that's a local activity, maybe. But yeah, it'd be nice to yeah. be able to enjoy what we talked about a couple of weeks ago to be able to enjoy the parks that way. Yeah, say, oh, I'm sh- I'm popping in for my art class with mm-hmm. that yeah, lady who like draws the weird big eyed dolls. Ah, yeah, the one I made fun <laughs> of right in front of her. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the festival of the arts was my number one thing that I liked for winter too. I just it's I, they're all the same, but I like that one just because I don't care so much to watch people cook or right whatever. But I love all of the Disney art, and I love talking to the people and seeing how they do the stuff and watching their. I have seen like they got the one guy that's he's usually over in uh, Future World area. I don't know where or if he'll be there this year, but doing the splatter paint thing where you can't tell mm-hmm. what he's doing till he's done. Mm-hmm. And he turns mm-hmm. it up and it's like Freddie Mercury or. Mickey Mouse or something like that guy's awesome. He does it to music, and I yeah. love that. That guy opened for Kiss on their farewell tour when it came. <laughs> oh, came here. They didn't have an opening band. They had that guy. That's fantastic. Nice. And he did a, a huge, he does his swiping and splattering and all that, and it turned out it was like a Kiss portrait, of course, and then they uh, gave it away. Oh, that's cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, like the, the guy that did that. I like the chalk artists. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah, those are cool. Those are yeah, so those cool. Are they, I will say this: they need to freshen up there. They've got those fun photo ops where you get inside classical paintings. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. those. Same ones now for eight years. Come on, yeah. yeah. It's it, it plywood things and. That that festival does yeah. not get the love. Like the 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 snacks are basically all the same for the past few years now. There's that they paint haven't updated it much and that kind of stuff yep. and the pop tart and so I I, I would I wish they would judge yeah. it up a little bit, but yeah, but at, le- at least they are like creative and interesting. A lot of the food booths that they do have because yeah. yeah. because right. international food and wine is a lot of the same stuff year after year after well, year too. or the same uh, at food and wine as it was at whatever the other six are flower and garden or whatever. But yeah, they, it could use a refresh in areas like that. But And I wish they would last longer. Just keep it yeah. going until the beginning of flower and garden. The and next then, yeah. yeah, it's just. Yeah. <laughs> They're really good at overnight, you know, changeovers. So just. Wheel out your slap some new yeah, signage up. Yeah, Because now they're leaving those booths are fairly permanent now. They used yeah. to be like little mm-hmm. rollaway carts. Now they're sturdy, permanent looking things. At the top of my list was trying all the weird winter themed cocktails that mm-hmm. pop up all over the place. And sometimes it's really bad. The worst one I had, I think we've talked about before. Was a martini that I tried. Jock Yes, at Hangar yeah. Bar. And it was so pretty and it was so sad that it tasted gross. Yeah, the kale was a bad idea. What did we decide was it? It was gin and rum shot rum shotgun or whatever. Yeah. Rum chata. Oh. Rum chata, yeah. And Don't. then it had it was green with some kind of mint foam. It was Christmas it was, looking. Yeah. yeah, it was supposed to look like it had a green sugar rim and it was White, but like white and red at the same time, like it was layered. I was gonna say, wasn't there some sort of berry oh. element that was yeah, really off? There were cranberries in it. Yeah, yeah, it was like yeah, mint and berry was. and two of two just opposing flavors of it was liquor. Not, it was the worst. It was good. like it, you mixed toothpaste and cider, and I don't know, it was just wrong. <laughs> mm, it was ah, pretty. We took a beautiful picture of it, but a few <laughs> yeah, that I tried. This year at on my Christmas trip, Trader Sam's Grog Grotto had a tropical snowstorm, and it was really tasty. It was yeah. bourbon and coconut rum and cream of coconut. And at first I thought, I don't know if this is going to mix well, but it did. It was really good. It also had some cinnamon and... Wait, did I try that? I don't know. Did you just say we you tried should. Oh, I said I tried. I tried. You it. her Christmas, Christmas trip with her oh, Christmas yeah. trip. I thought you said your birthday, and I'm like, what? No what Christmas trip, Christmas break. Gotcha. And then it had a coconut on the rim and a candy cane, and it was real tasty. I would drink that. Yeah, I've had some good whiskey seasonal winter things. Mm-hmm. They'll do whiskey and ciders and things like that. Those always are good. Topolino's had a good one, and I can't remember what they called it. It was not on their regular menu. It was a little piece of paper they brought out. There was some bourbon hot chocolate in Hollywood Studios at Dockside Diner. To be had that. Yummy. It was really good. Just black cherry bourbon and in a hot chocolate. So yummy. And then Morimoto Asia's there was called the Winter Wonderland. And it was uh, vodka, Godiva liqueur, and peppermint schnapps with a candy cane. Mm. 
So really tasty. Like eating chocolate and minty together is my jam. Me too. I will go for mint chocolate every single time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Love it so much. But yeah, I love that they all try. There's all kinds that are like, you know, Instagram worthy, but it's nice when they're pretty and they taste good. Yes. Jess, you hate mint. Do you hate like, do you use bubblegum flavored toothpaste or something? No, no. I I like mint as a mouth freshening agent. uh, So I only like it in toothpaste and gum, but I do not like it as a food. It makes me want to gag as a food mm. and mixing it with chocolate which is my favorite thing of all time is an abomination mm, i love chocolate and mint me too like someone i know that's the only way my wife and son know now to keep cookies for themselves in the house is they get like thin mints or something <laughs> like that they, yes. they'll get they'll specifically get like chocolate mint chocolate chip ice cream so that i won't eat it oh, I love I, I, if i get I like... mint chocolate ice cream my sons eat the whole thing at the Place that used to be in Epcot, where it then became a Starbucks and then became a bulldozer zone. They had a, <laughs> yes. they had a homemade ice cream sandwich that was peppermint. Uh, yes, I remember like, it. Not mint mint, but peppermint. That thing was good. It was so delicious. They made the cookies and they put the whole thing together. Yes. So good. They also had a gingerbread one there that was like two gingerbread yes. cookies with eggnog ice cream in the middle. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds good. Oh, just got a little so excited. Good. Rest in peace. <laughs> For my winter wonderland thing, I didn't go Christmas because we're recording this past Christmas, but just not sweating while at Disney World <laughs> is my favorite thing. I do love that. About being it's, so great. A, it's not hot at AF. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Even if you're wearing shorts and t shirt, you're just pleasant. You realize, hey, I'm not a sweaty mess and I don't have diaper rash after a day in the parks. It's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. Yeah. I don't have to change clothes multiple times in the day just because I've sweat uh-huh. or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a sweater. Yeah. That's the only time of year you don't have to be- bring that spare pair of underpants to the park. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> Leah doesn't even have to carry a bag. <laughs> you don't have to wear underwear at all. <laughs> yeah. Bonus. I'm like Tom Petty in the parks. Free balling. <laughs> or dead. Whatever. But you're going to say you were an American girl. We're getting into the portion of my list that contains the crappy winter things. Uh, <laughs> That are past attractions. Do y'all remember back in the golden days of around about 2014 when Frozen was freshly introduced to the world and Hollywood Studios didn't have any attractions worth mentioning in the park. So they decided that what the world needed was Oaken's Frozen Funland at Disney's Hollywood Studio Park. I never went in there. Yeah, I never got to experience that, sadly. You. You could visit Oaken's trading post, which was just chock full of frozen paraphernalia for your garbage, precious little princesses. But then the highlight was this was in one of those soundstage buildings that they have, which we'll revisit for one of my other items coming up. And they had a skating rink where you could, for $10, rent skates and socks and a helmet and sign a waiver and spend half an hour skating in the middle of Florida. Do you have to have special socks? Well, I think they just wanted you to have socks. Yeah, because if people you were walking sandals. around in sandals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I like that you could rent the socks. <laughs> Did they make you return them at the end of the session or were those just souvenirs? I don't know. The one detail that I did not remember about this was that you were allowed to bring your own skating equipment to use at the rink, which means that theoretically there were guests wandering around Hollywood like, Studios all day carrying a pair of roller of ice skates with them, which is just weird and so i get umbrella every damn time like what yeah. <laughs> these people are walking around <laughs> i said they have a blade sharpening <laughs> machine for a quarter outside guys got yeah, Emilio Estevez was running it <laughs> <laughs> Emilio and joshua jackson were out there sharpening your skate plays for you oh the hey. literal actors because that's what they do for work now yes was that was julia styles is over they julia styles it yeah <laughs> Was that where the Lightning McQueen's Happy Fun Time show is now? Okay. It was think. Sounds, I think it was Soundstage One, they called it. I think that's more over. I think that's behind. Might be, but I think it's behind there. I think it's more where they've had they had one of the things I was going to bring. We'll just go into my next item. They <laughs> they have had multiple movie things like the Star Wars. I saw a Narnia Star Wars. And it's yes. where they sometimes would have the shop for Star Wars weekends. Yeah. 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 That's still back there. Yeah. Yeah it, yeah. it would become like an extended attraction that was just a preview for whatever movie they had yes. coming out. There was the, Narnia. Yeah, they had the a Narnia thing was really room. weird because we got like toured basically to see like right. costumes on racks and things. And then all of a sudden, right at the end, they have an actor dressed up like they were from Narnia come out on this balcony and start like spouting lines from the movie to us. And I was just like, is this, is this part of this? Here's what it was. You would I'm go Mr. Wardrobe. <laughs> you would go through the wardrobe into Narnia where you'd yeah. see like a handful of fake pine trees yes. with fake snow sprayed on them. Yeah. And there was the light post. The same set there. Yeah. <laughs> and you would stand there and watch this crappy shortened 10 yeah. minute what do you call it when you do a shortened version of something summary of the lion the witch in the wardrobe on this just giant movie screen that just looked like it was in somebody's basement and then at the end Inflatable. character dressed as the white witch would come out yeah, that's like, recites, yeah. and she would recite a few lines from the movie yeah and then they'd sense. funnel you off and on the way yeah, out was... you could see a couple of costumes from from the movie, and that was my next. Yeah, we did that crappy thing one time. Winter themed that attraction. sounds really lame. And it cracked me up because you'd walk by, and there'd be a line of people to go in there, and you're like, "Oh, you're about to just be so disappointed." I remember being well, excited to see it. I was like, "This will be something new and different." And I haven't done it at Disney Park, and it's like, oh, that "Yeah, was, that was shitty." They did well, one of one of the pirates movies. Before that, they had one of the pirate movies, but that uh, one was good, and they had like uh, actors acting stuff out, and they had cannons firing and stuff, and it was it sounded. I've never actually seen it, but from videos and what I've read about it, that one was good. And then everybody was really disappointed when this crappy Bible <laughs> in the that. I completely it. missed that. We just never did it. It was just past the, didn't miss much. the Walt Disney history animation thing, just past there on the way to what's Toy Story now. Yeah. Yeah. That you might sort be what of. They're turning into the uh, Toy Story restaurant. Yeah. That is a bunch of sound stages back there uh, that used to be working stages. And who knows what they're going to do. So, am I allowed to pick something that's Disneyland and not Walt Disney World? Sure. It's so near yeah, and dear to my heart. It's uh, it is Haunted Mansion Holiday. Yes. Because it's I am a Haunted Mansion super fan, but I'm not a purist because I, I actually was very skeptical the first time I ever got to experience the Disneyland 
Haunted Mansion was during Christmas, and I was sad that I wasn't going to get to see the normal version. And mm-hmm. I was, I like Nightmare Before Christmas, and I love Christmas as a holiday, but I, I just didn't think it was going to be that good. And I, it's so oh, seamlessly done, it. it's Great. so well done that it's like every inch has something added to it, but it doesn't feel like they just slapped things on top. Mm-hmm. It feels like they've figured out a way to make it fit in every scene. So yeah. it's, it's so awesome. well done and it feels permanent. It doesn't feel yeah. next on my list was the, the small world holiday yeah. overlay at mm-hmm. Disneyland, but that one feels like an overlay. This one feels so permanent. You're Sadly, all of the Walt so Disney custom. world overlays that I've experienced for the holidays for Halloween and for Christmas, Not good. They, they are literal slap ons. It's like, Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. they just put an actor on the bridge to yell at you. Yeah. It's, I, I have been very disappointed with that because I experienced Disneyland overlays before mm-hmm. I had experienced Walt Disney World. And, and I get that they have their own sort of ethos with that where they can't change too much in a ride because somebody who gets to come for once in a lifetime wants to experience that ride as it should be. And then Disneyland, they've got people that come so much that they can just mix it up just to keep them interested. But mm-hmm. Do was do something a little bit more. Just a I don't know that Jingle Cruise is pretty amazing in Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> Literally putting an eye over the U and yes. putting some Santa hats on the monkeys. There you go. Yep. <laughs> one of my one of the things on my list is I don't think it came back this year because uh, California Grill is right now doing their prefix fiftieth anniversary thing. But every winter, there was a new pizza that they put on the menu only for the wintertime. And it was a potato pizza. Have any of you ever had this? No. It sounds... Not there, but a potato in what way? Okay, so it's it's a white garlic-based sauce instead of a red sauce. Sold. And it has the cooked potatoes that have been, like, fried in duck fat on top of that. And then prosciutto... And then they, after they bake it and it comes out, they top it with homemade kettle chips. What? It is. This is like the richest so fat guy food delicious. I've ever heard. Yes. <laughs> it's and that pizza was $45. So delicious. And it was only available in from like November to mid-January every year. I don't think it came back this year and it made me so sad. Yeah. Haven't eaten there in this winter but because uh, i don't want to be disappointed at that pizza just screams winter at walt disney world and california pizza. grill pizza is really good it's very good I was really, is it really a pizza happy. or is it a flatbread it is a pizza yeah okay good honest and they, as, they as do a, not pizza, call it a, a flatbread they don't call a it a pizza flatbread. purist though if it does not contain tomato sauce and mozzarella cheese as it is a flatbread well this guy Uh, You can call it a round flatbread if you want, but I called it delicious. I'll eat the shit out of it. I don't think there's any in it. (laughs) No, there's not. Even if it's a thin crust, there's something different between about a thin crust versus a flatbread pizza. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I, I think flatbread pizza is just oblong. They just make it not round. They don't put like a... Uh, This isn't the flatbread hour, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's my other podcast gold flatbread adventure session i don't think there's much money in that show i have no but there's a whole lot of dough 
God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. I didn't get my camera up in time. Oh, he's back. <laughs> kind of. There he is. You back, Jeff? Say yeah. something to me. There he is. Leave me right okay. <laughs> Well, your internet did for a second there. It uh, did? No, I was just like, hearing. Who's got some else? I have to say that along with the weather comes low crowds. So, I low feel crowds like you are just just fully looked at my list. <laughs> <laughs> I snuck into your house. Before. That is different. But yeah, that's there's that's always good. That's a given. Low crowds, shorter lines, easier to get reservations. Theory. Once you're past yeah. Christmas, yes. Yeah, and a pandemic, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had, so his, historically that is for sure true. My first yeah. trip that I took with my family when my son was five was in uh, the, like, first or maybe second week of February, and it was very dead back then. It's still lighter than normal, but back in the oldie days, man, February was like dead zone. Mm-hmm. So it was good. great. And so I fell in love with that. We kept going every year, January or February. And I, the thing I like about being there in the wintertime, besides just the weather and all that and the lowish crowds, the humidity isn't there. That's their mm-hmm. dry season apparently runs. I looked it up. It's from November to May. So you don't get that every damn day rain kind of thing. And yeah. Just the and the rates, even to this day, are still a little bit cheaper. And then, yeah, that they always run specials so, too. So. Because it's lighter attendance, there is no low time anymore or uncrowded time. But the cost and the weather and the crowds and all that makes January and February just great times to go. Absolutely. <laughs> and Christmas is. Definitely not a low time. It's worth it. (laughs) But it's, yeah, it is worth it. And I love all of the decorations at every single inch of the place is decorated. My absolute favorite is Christmas at the Wilderness Lodge. There's just Mm -hmm. something about the Christmas decorations there that just get me. I really love it. And sitting out at typically Christmas because it feels like a log cabin and there should be snow outside. They got a fireplace. All their yet not even not just one they have all the fireplaces going at this time of year, and we saw we were there Christmas week and there's uh, up on the fourth floor is one of the main fireplaces that's easy to see it's a smaller one and it's set up it looks like someone's living room and the guests really took to the fact that it looked like someone's living room we saw so many times that people had lugged all of their Christmas presents and just spread out there in front of that fireplace to open their presents. Oh, that's so cute. And it was so yeah. cute. And then they'd clean it up. And I thought so many you times on Christmas Day, right? We were, yes. And I yeah. saw so many people sitting there in their PJs drinking hot chocolate. And then you'd come back another time and it was a different family. It was really cool. That's and sitting out at there Geyser Point. When it's nice out like this, every evening we would go out there and just have some huckleberry punch. It turned. That's right. It was so great. And actually it got a little cold out there because they'd have the fans going and you got the breeze off the water and it got a little chilly. Yeah, it got down to 78. Yeah. (laughs) And we'd go sit in the hot tub afterwards because it was actually cool enough to sit in the hot tub. 
And you're sitting there all cozy, enjoying your hot chocolate outside on the waterfront and how peaceful and Christmassy it is. And then. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a great place to see that out there at Geyser Point. The best thing in the world is if you're in those Copper Creek cabins. Yes. On the side that the thing goes by. Is it's 30 feet from where you're sitting in your own personal hot tub at Wilderness Lodge. It's my own personal like No, it's awesome. It is good. I need to work on an upgrade for February. <laughs> put, me in, put me in one of them special electrical yeah. water pageant. Wilderness Lodge is my absolute favorite uh, one for Christmas decorations, resort-wise. Yeah. Did I just, did I glitch? You glitched, yeah. Because <laughs> all three all froze, but I, I would actually still see myself. Who, I didn't get what you were saying I there. I think this Lodge is my favorite resort decorations. My favorite 100%. park decorations place is uh, Hollywood please, Studios. Please say Hollywood stuff. Studios. Yes. Yeah. Those oh, are fantastic. And they Especially actually, right around Echo Lake. Oh, yeah. They've inspired yeah, me to good, want that a area especially. funky mid-century colored Christmas tree. Which I would love a silver Christmas tree with teal ornaments all over it. And and the fact that they totally put a Santa cheesy, hat but... on Gertie the dinosaur or something. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and she's got an ornament hanging yeah, out of her mouth. Yeah, she's got an ornament in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. It feels magical over there, and the mid-century vibe is my my grandparents. I was born in the 70s, so visiting them at Christmas time, it was in the 70s, but they hadn't bought a new decoration since 1951. (laughs) So everything in their house was mid-century. They had that cardboard fireplace thing that you'd put up that had the little... (laughs) Oh, Oh, yeah, my grandparents. Funny. Yeah, I forgot about that. It was like some kind of textured thing that was on a wheel it was like a mover wheel. and it had a light <laughs> yeah and it was just a fake fire but everything they had the, the rotating light on their silver tree so it was that oh how funny just fully reminds me of all of that tacky did they have the trees. my grandparents had the ornament lights that were like glass and had liquid in them and they would like yeah, the bubblers the bubbles oh, i love oh, all those on history they, they they started remaking those again mm-hmm. he still has the my by me grandparents uh, original old ones what's Very really great cool. about the the hollywood studios decorations is like when you first go in the decorations are more sort of 40s based mm-hmm. like when you're walking mm-hmm. down the street and yep. when you get to the echo lake area it turns to 50s early 60s mm-hmm. so it's cool it's subtle but if you're paying attention it, it changes yeah over by brown derby is like right in between 40s and mid-century stuff and this year well, they had this like creepy like little general. like children like glass blown mm-hmm. children standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're like, those, yeah. those little those kids that are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig it. Creature trouble esque. Yeah, that's yeah, I couldn't very think much. Of that. Precious moments. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, even worse. But otherwise, I hate it at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. I don't want to walking into the Grand Floridian, which is my least favorite resort. But walking in and smelling the gingerbread really says holidays. That mm. I'm so happy they have the gingerbread house back up. It's and actually this year I got to watch them putting it up from they had the the skin of it there, just the the plain white whatever structure, and we got to watch them yeah, clap in cool the seeing that just army of bakers. Descend on it, and they all have cool. their toques and their their 
They're yeah, their chef's hat and their coats and their dumb clogs. They're just climbing all over it, flapping the shingles on with icing, I assume, is what they're putting it on there with. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, icing mastic. Yeah. <laughs> and this year's was a little bit 50th themed. It had was some it iridescent. It had iridescent flowers and it had the 50 and yeah. it had a shimmer on the roof like that. Yeah. Very cute. But I just love the smell. It's it's the whole resort smells like Christmas when you walk in there. You sit in Enchanted Rose and have a drink and smell the gingerbread. It's great. Sounds pretty good. Last on my list, favorite thing about Disney World in particular at wintertime is that I'm happy to be in the warmth because it's cold and mm-hmm. but I like being there where it's warm. Mm-hmm. Not warm enough that I'm sweating, but warm enough that I'm not wearing a coat or whatever. Yeah. Definitely. Nice. It would definitely be nice to live in that. For just, just for a little while. I don't know about living yeah. in it, but it's nice to well, visit. Well, I mean, yeah, visit there. Live in that world for a short time and then go back to sub-zero temperatures. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't live where you live either, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. No, I can't do that. <laughs> I can barely live where I live these days. It's harder every year as I get more elderly. Aww. My skin's paper thin these days. That's so sad, Dan. Things cost more now. <laughs> I'm cold and I'm scared. You have respect. Yes. <laughs> I'm tired of the woke mob. Three anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Let me use the good chemicals. Hey, RP <laughs> keeps getting my name wrong on my membership card. <laughs> Ooh, I actually have a Ouch. membership card for that. Hey, you can get Sorry, a membership George. card for AARP no matter what age. There's no age restriction. So, well, I got it at fifty. There you go. That explains that new TikTok trend. All the kids. Yeah. Are- <laughs> <laughs> Get an AARP <laughs> discount. Not long ticket talk. <laughs> the last thing I had on my list was doing some of the hokey stuff that we we don't normally go in for the scavenger hunts and things like that. But for some reason, when I'm on my Christmas trip with my kids, I have two teenagers, and they both love doing all the weird things like the cookie stroll at Epcot. I love the cookie stroll. We go along and do a, eat taste every single cookie and then you get this year's prize was prize for your reward for buying five cookies well, this year, it cookies. was a sixth cookie but also this delicious milkshake uh, yeah it was a peppermint sundae in Bro. a cute little reusable plastic commemorative cookie stroll cup and an ornament it was great did you go home with that i cup? did I did. I have not. I did it. We just also? got a cookie and a little plastic jug of milk. <laughs> oh, no. like, they literally were like, look, we gave you milk for this cookie. No. It's, uh, it's great because the cookies, most of the cookies are good usually. It was great. The sundae was delicious. And you still have that flourless chocolate cookie? Uh-huh. Oh, that thing's... Yep. And then we did the hunt for Olaf scavenger hunt. And my kids were insistent on finishing every single one of those, even though they let me pick the prize when I bought the little scavenger hunt thing and I stuck it in the bag and they were like, oh no, we don't want to see it. 
until we have found every single Olaf. (laughs) I love that they're into that. Yeah. You know, Wyatt, he would just be like, my 15 year old looked for every, he found every single Olaf and wouldn't look at the prize until it was funny because he was calling, he kept saying, I hope it's a wooden nickel. So he was calling the prize the wooden nickel. And just as I'm about to pull it out of the, the, when we finish, I'm about to pull it out of the bag and show them what it is. He says, I just hope it's not some stupid plate. And guess what it was? A stupid (laughs) Stupid, plate. plate. Stupid plate (laughs) with a frozen characters on the front. But you need to make that kid a wooden nickel. But he loves it and he calls the plate the wooden nickel. So he'll like be like, I got to go get my wooden nickel to put some snacks on. Is he 80? What is going on? I know. It's so funny. But we like it. We're not really caring about doing any rides or anything. We're just doing all that sort of hokey stuff. It's it's a lot of fun. And that really says winter to me. Shoving. Yeah, because when it's hot, you just want to trudge to the next air conditioned thing. Yes. And who cares about (laughs) eating five cookies or. I always care about eating five cookies. That's true. They're a wonderful (laughs) dessert. They really should have. So at food, I think it was food and wine. The thing they had that you had to you know, collect was like a, it was a cheese stroll. Wasn't that, that yeah. food and wine? And it just, it was so hot mm-hmm. at that time of year. I love cheese in September yes. in central Florida. The last thing I want to <laughs> do is trudge to five booths to eat some kind of cheese dish. <laughs> When it's 95. It should be like a yes. different ice creams or gelatos yes. or something cold. Oh, the gelato stroll. I would sign up for that. Wasn't like, there cheese gelato on the cheese hunt? No, uh, it was all that run, weird. The runny, wet cheese thing y'all talked to you and Aaron. Yeah, there was some kind of disgusting. It was pork rinds with pimento cheese, which should be delicious, but it was pimento watery. Drip. Ugh, it was so gross. Gross. Not good. What would you call the gelato? Strolato. This is good at naming stuff. <laughs> yes, yes, Strolato is. is correct. What would we call it? Just, what would be the reverse of the split second the, before my the, brain did? The Tornaco Stroll. <laughs> yes. I would do that. The, yes. The, the, I don't know. I got nothing. I suck at naming things. If there's one thing we've learned this week is that I'm bad at naming things. Yeah, we have learned that. Stroll. That's pretty sad since you have four kids. <laughs> oh, <I will. laughs> do you think by now, after practice, at least you'd be good at it? <laughs> I, mean, I wasn't fully responsible. Those I are humans, respons- not things. You phoned it, right. didn't you? I had a responsible adult to make sure I didn't screw it up. Well, he stole one of the names. That is you true. Have, at least you didn't pull a George Foreman. This is Dan. This is Dan. This is Danetta. Little Dan. This is Dan. Or um, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Prince Michael <laughs> Jackson one and Prince Michael Jackson two. And that poor kid is well, now we'll called call him like Dan it. Leonard. That's what you should name the next kid. <laughs> there is a lady douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's oh, That's what I'm going to do. You brought this on yourself, When I go on a Disney cruise next time. <laughs> see if they'll reject they a, it like a they have a cruise scheduled we're we haven't booked it yet but they it's looking like we're gonna do the maritime cruise on the wish next year hopefully mm. Ooh, nice We've one wanting to do a, a christmasy cruise and that being on the new ship is very enticing so that sounds dope waves <laughs> we done 
We're done here. So my wife's for Yeah. Very dead, I got stuff to do. <laughs> oh boy. Thanks for hanging out with us again this week. If you're excited to sample some I forgot to rewrite this part again. I always forget to uh do yeah, I've still have hot dog stuff on there. I always forget to change it. Uh, if you're excited to, you're excited to check out some of the best that winter has to offer around the Disney parks or explore anywhere else around the world. Key to the world travel as a tiny little. <laughs> we have lots of people. <laughs> trail full of hundreds of expert travel planners ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Key to the World Travel has a skating rink in the middle of Central Florida full of hundreds of expert travel planners ready to make your vacation dreams a reality. Head to www.keytotheworldtravel.com to get started with a no obligation quote. Don't forget to catch up with our friend, the Theme Park Professor for all the latest theme park news and tips at www.themeparkprofessor.com Word of mouth is the best way to help us grow our show. If you have a friend or two who you think would appreciate our special brand of globetrotting jackassery, tell them what makes our show and send them our way. You can find links to subscribe to the show on your favorite apps and all the latest updates at www.goldkeyadventurers.com. Can't wait to hang out with you again next week. We'll see you real soon. Bye, y'all. This is Reese. Thanks for having the best thing about this winter is that in a few weeks, I will be able to in-person tell flows once more how much it sucks <laughs> to ask a question or share your travel story you can reach us by smoke signal carrier pigeon or send an email to goldkeyadventurers at gmail.com and make sure you follow the gold key adventure society on facebook and instagram a huge thanks to our sponsor key to the world travel for all your travel planning needs, visit www.keytotheworldtravel.com for a free quote and help planning the trip of a lifetime. Tell them the gold Key Adventurers sent you. That's www.keytotheworldtravel.com. Key to the World Travel, your key to a magical vacation. Thanks to Outer Vibe for the use of their song Hoka Hey for the intro and outro of our show. Find them on Facebook at The Outer Vibe or check out www.outervibe.com for tour dates, music, merch, and more. We'll see you next week for another meeting of the Gold Key Adventure Society. And until then, remember, life is short and the world is wide. So go have an adventure.